0: Today on City Cash Chicago, no matter how hard we've tried, a lot of us haven't been able to stop talking about Alderman Jim Gardner, and he's not even my older person, so what are Gardner's constituents saying about his uh, behavior? We talked to Block Club Chicago's Ariel perella Aurelli about what she hears every day on the Northwest side. It's Wednesday, September 22nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. If you've been listening to us or reading our newsletter, really, if you've been following local politics at all in the recent weeks, you probably heard this.
1: sort of couldn't take my eyes away from Jim Gardner, our esteemed alder person of the 45th Ward, who is in hot water, to put it lightly. Um,
0: Earlier this month, leaked text messages revealed Gardner calling another alderman and colleagues who work around City Hall crude and misogynistic names. Now, he did eventually apologize at a city council meeting, which Mayor Lifa wasn't too happy about.
1: I have concerns about the fact that the alderman chose the floor of the city council and, and, in my view, put his colleagues, I think, in a very awkward position.
0: You see, those texts reveal more than just crude language.
1: Sources tell WTTW federal investigators are also looking into allegations of bribery and pay-to-play. All of this comes after weeks of allegations and text messages showing the alderman threatening to retaliate against constituents who opposed him.
0: Retaliate by allegedly withholding city services and threatening to release private records. That led constituents in the ward to call for Gardner to resign. And just in case it isn't obvious, he didn't resign. The latest Gardner news this week is that WBEZ reported he allegedly tried to pay a campaign worker with city, aka taxpayer dollars. So we've caught you up to speed on just the last few weeks, but it's not just all political theater for us. People who live in Gardner's ward are asking serious questions about what's next. Block Club Chicago's Ariel Perella Aurelli covers the Northwest Side. Ariel, welcome back to City Cash Chicago.
1: Yes. Hello, Jacoby. So glad to be back on the show.
0: What's the move right now in the 45th War, Ariel?
1: I think right now it feels a little bit like a waiting game, especially after the news of the FBI getting involved. You know, these investigations could take a year, a month, and a lot of people who maybe weren't so politically engaged, I've noticed, are now paying attention.
0: What What do those conversations look like?
1: A lot of it is is people speaking up about their own experiences. Like, it really is like this floodgate, you know, this huge can of worms just opened. And now they're all just flying everywhere. I I get messages every day from folks who are saying that they feel like they were also, you know, a target of the alderman for social media comments or you name it.
0: What what are those stories looking like? Are these like interactions in the community or people also feeling like, you know, they've had things in their neighborhood, permits, services withheld or, or delayed.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of all of the above. <laughs> that pattern of of the social media usage to post critical things about the Alderman can result in you know, inspectors again, you know, physical things happening to your house. Like,
0: like you're not just getting blocked on social media, like like you saying People have had inspectors randomly show up at their homes.
1: Yes. And some of these instances might have even happened two years ago when he was newer as an alderman. But now people are, again, feeling like they have a voice, especially for a lot of folks who have kind of felt ignored or silenced. It's a lot of people banding together right now, I think, and standing up saying, oh, I didn't know this was happening, but now I'm going to pay attention and now I'm going to Make my voice heard, whether that's you know posting about it or or talking to neighbors about it, or um, of course voting in the next election. Like I've had already people tell me like they're excited to vote for the opposition. <laughs> so you know people are already like really really thinking about what this means for them, their neighbors, like their community. You know, folks like I said have have really just dis- really decided. Okay, enough is enough.
0: Are you seeing any supporters? coming out for the alderman during this time
1: not really um i have i spoke to a few of his supporters at a rally that was at his office they also love to comment on facebook and some people have been posting um some crazy stuff
0: when you say crazy stuff are people do people think this is like a conspiracy against their alder (laughs) person that 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 you and others are, are out to get this man
1: Yes, absolutely true. I think some of the folks are angry that this is happening. You know, people have made comments about violence towards, I mean, probably me. I'm not going to spend my time reading those comments. But, you know, violence towards towards some of the anonymous sources that we've been using, violence towards other people who, who, who don't support the aldermen. So it gets really nasty really quickly.
0: Are there any political opponents emerging for 2023?
1: Yes. My name is Megan Mathias, and I have already done my interview with her, but she has an official kickoff campaign next week.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about her background, but also is her campaign, you know, I am not Gardner, or is there, you know, more there?
1: Megan is a lawyer right now, but she has a lot of experience with community engagement, and she's on some other boards that focus on women empowerment and domestic violence. She doesn't want to run on like, I'm not Jim Gardner. Some people wanted her to run in the last election, but she was not ready for that yet. Just to say that she's been eyeing this idea for a while and it's been something that she's wanted to do. And she feels like now is her time to give it a shot.
0: When we first talked, the focus of our conversation was the division between residents of the 45th Ward. Is there any sense in your reporting that there is some uniting around the idea that this type of behavior, intimidation, retaliation, toxicity, no matter what side of the political aisle you fall on, is not acceptable in our war politics?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think it is. And I think like what people can agree on is that. The, the withholding services just because of your political background is not okay. And so I think that's where you're seeing a lot of people stand up together. And especially these resources that communities paying for their tax dollars. Like those are things that both sides can look at and say, well, okay, like this is not okay.
0: Do you think that the fact that this has become such a large story outside of the forty fifth war empowers residents there to get more politically active. You know it's not just businesses used in the northwest side, but people are, are calling this out for what it is
1: for a lot of residents, this behavior or these allegations are not surprising because they know or they've heard or they've experienced it themselves that it's been happening for two years, but now that other people in the city see this as happening. People in the Northwest side are like, Yeah, I'm not crazy. Like that was what one source told me was because she was the one who got a brick thrown through her building. She said she feels finally validated. She's like, Oh, I feel validated because now other people feel what I've what I've been saying.
0: <laughs> Any chance he resigns?
1: No. That is the thing I've been hearing from my sources and from people on the ground. We have, you know, what, three and Diane Alderman right now, Alder people. That tells you some things about Chicago politics. I mean, I think this person is not going to leave without a fight, is what I've heard a lot of my sources say. And I think that just points to the, the political culture that we do have here in Chicago.
0: Well, Ariel, thank you so much for joining us on CityCast Chicago. Ariel perella Aurelli covers the Northwest side for Block Club Chicago and a great friend of the podcast. Thank you again.
1: Thank you. This is so fun. Good to just talk about it.
0: Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. We're going to spend most of the day in the high 50s to low 60s, so maybe grab a jacket and we're likely to see scattered showers. Be careful on the beaches, though. There are no lifeguards on duty and high waves are expected throughout the week. If you were excited to see Lauren Hill at the Ravinia this weekend, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to wait after the legend postponed it. She did say she'll be back in November with the Fugees for the group's first tour in almost 15 years. Fingers crossed. And some good news to get you through. The Puerto Rican Festival kicks off its four day celebration tomorrow. There's going to be indoor events at the Humble Park Fieldhouse and a festival in Humble Park all day Saturday and Sunday. A link to tickets are in the show notes. Remember for more Chicago stories and events, head over to chicago.citycast.fm and sign up for our daily newsletter. I know one newsletter writer who would be extremely happy that you did it. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Do you remember? Nope, no. Remember? Nope, no. Remember. The 24 of 29.